I don't think people really understand truly how much it affects not only the person who has ALS, but the people around them because everyone's life is flipped upside down when someone they know and love is diagnosed. And it just takes a huge toll on everyone involved. And it's just very hard to get back to normal after everything. Good day to all of you and welcome back for another episode of Connecting ALS. My name is Mike Stevenson. I am one of your hosts and my co-host Jeremy Holden joins us from North Carolina where like many other parts of the country, universities are starting to welcome students back to campus with varying results, uh, I will say. But Jeremy, we figured this week at the end of August, we we talk some more about the impact that ALS has on families living with students planning their next phase of education. That's right, Mike. Uh, you know, back to school time conjures up certain images in uh, my mind, certainly, and I, and I think in the kind of popular culture and in our cultural understanding. And of course, this year, like so many things, back to school looks a lot different. But of course, for many families touched by ALS, back to school takes on a whole different meaning. And that is one of the reasons why the ALS Association put together the Jane Kalman's ALS Scholarship Fund. Announced recently that 94 students across the country would be receiving awards, scholarship awards this year. These are students whose lives have been impacted by ALS. And of course, many of our listeners are deeply aware of the devastating financial cost that the disease brings to families. A total of $470,000 awarded for the school year. And so. Wow. Yeah, and, and while the school year is going to look different because of quarantine and campuses shutting down and, and schools and classes moving online, it is year two of that scholarship fund and, and more than twice as many students have been able to benefit from the, from the generosity of that fund. So looking forward to dig a little bit deeper into that as we kick off the 2020-2021 school year. 94 students is a, is a huge number. That's so many lives impacted by this scholarship and relieving some of that financial burden that you discussed. We secured some time this week with two very bright young men, Eli and Liam Rudin from St. Louis. Uh, they are attending Illinois State. Uh, you may have guessed that they're brothers and uh, both happen to be recipients of that Jane Kalma scholarship, which is offered by the ALS Association. And we have discussed the program previously on Connecting ALS, and then you just said, you laid it out there. It is making a huge difference in the lives of these students who have been touched by ALS. And a lot of those donations are coming in from our generous listeners and supporters of the ALS Association. We had a thoughtful conversation, Jeremy, with Liam and Eli about their plans and why uh, the scholarships were so meaningful for them. Yeah, and, and and very thankful for Eli and Liam for sharing their personal connection. It's, it's it, you know it's not always a, a story that the folks want to share, and so grateful for them for doing so and the impact ALS had on their lives. I won't spoil their ability to tell their own story, but just again grateful for them for sharing it and just talking about the impact that the scholarship has, easing some of that financial burden. You know, college isn't cheap, and when you add in that devastating financial impact. Impact, starts to become difficult to understand how are you going to make that math add up and certainly heard from Eli and Liam how grateful they were for the help that you know is provided and with that we will let you listen to our interview with the Rudin brothers now 
We are joined today by Eli and Liam Rudin of St. Louis, and we're happy to have you both on the show. Thanks for being with us on Connecting ALS. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. So the focus of our conversation today is going to be around the Jane Kalmus Scholarship, of which you are both recipients. But before we get into that, if you are willing, would you guys share with our audience a little bit about what your connection to ALS is and, and your family story? We can, we can start with you, Eli. Our connection to ALS is that our dad was diagnosed in October of 2011 with ALS. And so we kind of are like thrust into the ALS movement, I guess. So that's how we got kind of connected. That's how like we share and understand like what ALS is. Mm-hmm. Liam, tell us about kind of after the diagnosis when your family was going through that that period and figuring out what it all meant and how you would move forward just kind of what was going through your mind? I was only 10 at the time he was diagnosed. Sure. So at that point, I didn't really understand truly the magnitude of what ALS was. Mm. But as me and Eli both saw our dad progressively get worse through the years, it just got really hard. And then the ALS Association also had a lot of counselors and stuff that helped us through it. So Mm. that really helped keep us steady and up to date with everything that was going on with him. Sure. You both learned about ALS at, at a young age. And first of all, thank you for sharing your story with us. But learning about it at a, at a young age, it, it strikes me that, you know, there's data out there, 60% of people don't know anything about ALS. You know, if you had an opportunity to help kind of raise awareness, what do you want people to know about ALS? What is something that you think that they should take away from your experience? For me, it would just be kind of like the knowledge of what it does. Without there being a cure, like there's no chance of survival. So like getting that information out there so like everyone knows how it progresses and the effects of what it does to people just to get more acknowledgement so people might try to like push more for finding a cure. Yeah, I don't think people really understand truly how much it affects not only the person who has ALS, but the people around them because everyone's life is flipped upside down when someone they know and love is diagnosed. And it just takes a huge toll on everyone involved. And it's just very hard to get back to normal after everything. Yeah, that's a really good point. We hear from so many families like yours that regardless of their knowledge about the disease or other neurological conditions prior to an ALS diagnosis, until you are living in that and and experiencing that day to day, you don't really realize just how deeply it impacts your family and those around you. And and that's what we're trying to do is raise that awareness. And so people understand just how much we need to bring an end to this disease. Gentlemen, we, we do want to talk about your education experience and how you got involved with the Jane Kalma Scholarship Program. We're, we're seeing in news and hearing from students around the country that their school years are obviously starting differently than expected. First, can you tell us what it's looking like for the two of you and if you're going to be in class or, or distance learning or some kind of combination and kind of where you guys are with that? We can start with you, Liam. I'm going to school at Illinois State University and all of my classes are all online. And a lot of them have like very Zoom meetings and stuff to get in contact with your classmates and professors. But I'm actually not going to campus. I'm staying at home for this semester and hopefully... Um, once things start to get normal again, I'll be able to go back up and live the college life, I guess. Sure, sure. I also go to Illinois State University, so all my classes are online as well. But I'm actually living on campus in normal Illinois right now. 
I have an on-campus job and as of now, we're still able to go in. So having that opportunity to try and help make some money to help pay for my college as well as having my own space to get my work done is pretty nice. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it definitely is a different college experience than I think we're accustomed to when, when we think about college. You mentioned your on-campus job helping you fund college. And I do want to talk about the Jane Thomas Scholarship Fund. How did you hear about it? Talk to us a little bit about the process of applying and, and how you approached and, and, again, learned about that program. When we found out about the scholarship, it was actually through our local St. Louis chapter. They sent us a link and they said, this is something you should look into at the time, I was going to be a sophomore when they said this. And so I looked into it. And uh, it's just kind of like a standard scholarship application, I guess. You uh, put in like your standard information, and then you kind of have to explain how ALS affected you and the financial burden that came from ALS to your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of got lucky. I'm the younger of between me and Eli. So he kind of helped me through it and really guided me when I was applying and made sure I was on the deadlines and everything. So it was very nice to have someone who had already gone through it help me through applying. Yeah, I imagine. And and anyone who has been impacted by the disease is aware, as Jeremy mentioned, that an ALS diagnosis can be a tremendous financial challenge for individuals and families. Does having access to scholarships like this one offered through the ALS Association help you as you start to make decisions about your education and your future? For me, this scholarship helped influence my decision a lot about my education and my future because like applying through FAFSA, you only get so much money and so many loans. And so like the ALS scholarship helped. So we didn't have to pay like out of as much out of pocket money. We were able to like apply for the loans that we had. And then the scholarship helped cover the rest. So we didn't have to do out of pocket very much. Yeah. It gives me a good head start because I'm wanting to go into medical school after my undergraduate years. Mm. So it really helps me get a start and I can, if I, or save some money that I'm not paying for undergrad to save for med school loans and stuff like that. So it really lets me look into the future and see how I'm going to start planning now rather than later. So you mentioned your field of study, looking to go into medical school. Eli, do you have a sense of what you want to pursue in terms of your studies, where that's going to take you? Yeah, I'm pursuing a degree in finance and accounting right now. Okay. Okay. And are you thinking like uh, CPA or something else? So Illinois State actually has a really good program where it's a five-year deal instead of four years, and you can sit for the CPA exam after your fifth year. Wow, that's great. That's really great. I was terrible at math. I think I I failed financial accounting 101 twice, so (laughs) I I would not be in your position. And and Liam, uh, medical school, that's great. That's so ambitious. What, What are you thinking about in terms of a medical field? So I'm wanting to pursue a career in pathology. But more specifically, I'd like to do forensic pathology. But um, yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. Again, you guys are a lot further along than I was <laughs> at your age. So that's good to hear. Back to the scholarship for a second. We've spoken with students who whose families are experiencing an ALS diagnosis and have questions about the Kalman Scholarship and others like it and don't really know where to start. And you guys went into a little bit about how you you found out about it and, and what brought you down that path. But for students that are uncertain if it's the right move for them or if they can even qualify, 
What sort of advice would you offer them as they start to go through that process? For students who are unsure of whether to apply or not, as long as like ALS has financially impacted your family, I would say, or from what I understood from the scholarship is that you are eligible if there is any sort of financial burden. So I would say if anyone needs the money and has had a financial burden from like a diagnosis of ALS in their family, I would say apply for it because it can help save you a lot of money and help ease on that burden because college is really expensive as well. So the financial burden from going for a college degree as well as from ALS could be extremely draining for a family. So I would say going to apply for it, if any chance that you believe you could get it from financial burden would be a good move. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of people, or especially me when I was in high school, I didn't really understand truly how expensive college was. I didn't know where to start with scholarships, but this particular one was very, I thought it was very straightforward and it really will help with paying for college and will give you a jump start and will help not only you, but also your family monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you. I wanted to ask you just a little bit more about the vibe on campus there at Illinois State and, and what you're hearing from your fellow classmates as you start to go down the distance learning path uh, further and and kind of what the experience is like in those Zoom rooms and and just if everyone's adapting quickly or it's it's kind of a, a change that everyone has to deal with all at once. On campus right now, it's pretty quiet. There's still like a few people that you see here and there, but I believe I saw a thing that said campus was at 25% of normal capacity. So mm. it's, pre- it's really quiet here, uh, very different. And then as far as the adaption to going to full online classes, it's kind of hit or miss with your professor on if it's something they've been able to figure Mm. out or not. We closed in March last semester for COVID. So some professors were able to use that semester to kind of adapt and use their understanding from that semester to make this semester easy and others didn't. So Sure. It depends on the class. Some professors have been really good and others haven't. Yeah, I believe that. Is that what you're seeing more or less, Liam? So last year when we got moved to all online in March, I wasn't obviously in college. So the classes were, I didn't have any Zooms that I was required to like be and meet at. So it was already a very different dynamic then. And now just the change from high school online to college online is just crazy because I have so much more responsibility now than I did. Mm. And it's just a big switch for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that transition in, in normal circumstances can feel overwhelming. I know it does for a lot of students and, and to have to do that all online. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Uh, I, I really have a ton of respect for the two of you taking this on and being willing to, you know, charge ahead with your education because I think it's a daunting task and it's great that you're, you're both able to do it. Thank you. Thank you. And just to pivot off what Mike was saying, I mean, you know, you guys have faced a lot in, in a short time and just to t- talk a little bit about the idea of what we have of what the college experience is like and, and here you are moving forward with your lives and colleges, I would assume nothing like what you had anticipated it would be like. Talk, talk a little bit about the gap between your, what you thought college was going to be like and what you're dealing with this year. I was really excited to get away from home and be on my own for the first time in my life and just experience new things, meet all these new people. And now with everything online, it's just so much harder to do that. And I'm very grateful because Eli's obviously up at ISU. 
So if I want to go up there for a day or a weekend or whatever, I have the ability to do that. But I know a lot of people that are in my situation that are just stuck at home. Mm. And it's just, it's just a terrible situation right now. And then for me, I'm going, or this is the start of my junior year. And so I had my first two years of normal experience. And it's weird being here and not seeing my friends every day or not going to class or like my favorite place to do homework was the Starbucks in our student center. And I can't go do those kind of things because just safety questions. So it's kind of weird just going to one building every day and then coming back home and doing all my homework at my desk in my apartment. Yeah, I can imagine that's got to be pretty surreal. Well, Eli and Liam, we hope that whatever unfolds this year, you're able to get the most out of the academic year and your college experience. I'm Hopefully things do improve on that front going forward. But again, we really admire what you're doing and we appreciate you being willing to share your journey with the two of us and our audience here on Connecting ALS. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm glad we were able to share our knowledge. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you again to Eli and Liam Rudon, two students at Illinois State University and two of the 94 recipients of the Jane Kalmas ALS Scholarship Fund this year. Really appreciate them coming on, sharing their story and sharing the impact ALS had on them and their road and journey into the future. Great guys and fascinating to hear how they're managing and so much admiration for what they're doing, taking on school right now in the year 2020. That's going to wrap our show this week. Please remember to subscribe to Connecting ALS on your favorite podcast app or at connectingals.org. We are on Facebook and Twitter as well, so you can engage with us there. We do really like hearing your feedback on those channels. This episode was produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thanks to all of you for listening, and we will connect with you again soon. Thank you.